And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, John Sushire. Is that a painting or a picture? I'm that going, is, uh, that's a picture. I'm going painting because there's nothing that charming in real life. It's a picture of an old mill no, uh, that's in a, autumn, uh, and it's just gorgeous. Here's why I'm going painting as well. It's a painting. Look at the water coming off of the wheel. Yeah, it's too perfect. Yeah, it's, it's a, too perfect. It's a time lapse. I disagree. I think it's a picture. Matt? Just I, because you say you're right. I hope it is. I'm not arguing with you. I'm I telling you why real. you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> say, I got to do a brief weather segment before we move on to the Super Bowl, for example. What year has been selected? Just a minute. So, let me start with this one. Here's an email from Jeff who writes, forget 1951 or 1979. Our memories are so so short we can't even remember the cold snap from last year. Check this data out from Cloquet. And this is the year uh, 2017 and 2018. Uh, and on Christmas, it was 15 below, and then 20 below, 29 below, 19 below, 24 below. I get his point. I, I get his point. Uh, but I had something else. Here's two morons who ended up in the hospital because they failed on their hot water trick, <laughs> and they got injured when they threw the water up in the air, and it came back to, to, to burn them. So uh, I hadn't thought about I that. I hope it's... they're okay. I said morons. I shouldn't say that. I hope they're okay. No, I think uh, you should know that. It should not touch your body, and you need to throw it safely. That's a moron chip problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, I failed to do it twice and just created a new ice patch by the service <laughs> door. Uh, Dave writes from Duluth, the other garbage they are espousing is that the 100-degree swing is actual not true. Actually not true. They are using wind chill on the cold side and actual on the warm. B as in B, S as in S. He's right. But here's what I did today. On the Channel 4 WCCO-TV uh, news website, get off your phone. In your, in your quest for information prior to the broadcast? I'm texting your uh, former afternoon partner as to why uh, we are, his services aren't needed today. Oh, well, maybe they should be if he's been waiting around to do it. Well, we, we can't. Why? We're, we don't have a phone. Oh. oh. When did that start? Technical difficulty. When are we going to get the phone back? Are you... So you are not interested in my input today. <laughs> well, tell them why. I, I just That's what I was doing until you chided me for being on my phone. On the CBS uh, Minnesota Channel 4 television website is a variety of stories today. I check all websites in town and out of town and all around mm-hmm. the world. It's a story with this headline. Minnesota students returning to school after historic cold. Well, I let that bother me. Yes, okay. Because there was nothing historic about this. Absolutely nothing. So, and words mean something. If you're going to tell me that it's historic cold, you're telling me it's unprecedented. It's never happened before. And it's an unbyline story. Uh, It featured live at some school a gal named Katie Steiner, a reporter for CCO. I don't know that she wrote it. My point is, I I was upset enough. (laughs) I saw you when when I came in today. That I called WCCO. Okay. And I got through to the newsroom. 
And I started talking to a young fellow named Nick. Mm. And I introduced myself. I told him my name, who I represented. And he seemed to possibly know who I was, which is neither here nor there. But but he brightened a bit. And then I said, you have a story on your website today, uh, Nick, that says Minnesota students returning to school after historic cold. And I said to him, what's historic about it? And that seemed to throw him. He heard some crickets. He he seemed to wonder what that could possibly have meant. And and I said, uh, you know, words mean something, uh, Nick. If it's historic, it means it's never happened before. And then I cited my new favorite website. I said, you people have to look up this DNR website where you can get every daily temperature high and low for every day of the year beginning in 1871. And we've gone through periods, Nick that are the 4th of July compared to what we just went through this week. There's nothing historic about it. At this point, he's uh, <laughs> he's saying, yeah. well, that, 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 our, our web team, um, I'll, I'll, tell our, I'll tell our web team that. I'll, I'll Probably going to flop sweat. I said, well, maybe what you ought to tell them uh, is, to, is to look at this website uh, <laughs> because you would learn with a little homework, mm-hmm. just a little homework, that there was nothing historic about this. Uh, uh, today's record low, by the way, yeah. we start each broadcast right. with, was 28 in 1951. 28 below 28 in 1951. Below in 1951. I'll take you back to 1951, and then I have a larger point That's to make. chosen year. January 28, 1951, 22 below. January 29, 29 below. January 30, 29 below. January 31, 15 below. Feb 1, today, record low, 28 below. Feb 2, 19 below. So there were six nights right there as bad. It almost mirrors us right now right. in 2019. Or, or worse than we just went through. Right. Here's my, I'm, I'm going to soften my position. Here we go. What I discovered today, attempting to get an answer as to why they use, why they believe it's historic cold, I came to some new realizations uh, the American news consumer, uh, this is what we face. I, I don't think that story was put together by a bunch of people who got up this morning and said, let's purposely be misleading. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's uh, contribute to a political push to convince humanity of man-made climate change. So therefore, because we had these few cold nights here, uh, let's call it historic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that's the case. Okay. I think quite literally you're dealing with essentially untrained young people. The who, young assignment editor, the who IT. don't know how to report, don't know how to do research, have been poorly trained in such crafts, and that to them it might as well have been historic because they might only be 25, 26 years old. Because they have no point of old, reference. And, and to them it was historic, and therefore it must be historic to everybody. And they're, they're not capable of looking at the larger picture. They're, they're, they, have, they have drank the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've drank, not that they're bad people right. that, that are out to ruin America, but they, without thinking, without critical thinking, and without rationalizing things for themselves, they have merely bought into the idea, and they'll do the same thing this summer, they have merely bought into the idea that uh, extremely cold temperatures and extremely hot days are uh, indicative to their generation of uh, man's evil presence on earth. And it does not occur to them, it does not occur to them uh, to, to look beyond their own very limited life experiences so that they come up with a headline that says Minnesota students returning to school after historic cold. Nothing historic about it. No history was established here. Nothing happened. 
that was historic. Nothing. Didn't you mention it the other day that these are also probably the people that are the product of the failed academy? Well, sure. But 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 you see where I'm getting where I'm introducing some softness to this. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a, a conspiracy uh, that these newsrooms are full of, of people. I, I just think that these newsrooms have developed templates. And among uh, one of the most critical dynamics in the template is uh, man has ruined the climate. Man has ruined Right. The earth. Right. And, and so these are the kinds of young people who would be ex- absolutely stymied if you said to them, well, what's the temperature supposed to be? They would not they would not have any. Well, like like that. you like you saw you witnessed today with Nick. Yeah. He, Just you know, and the weirdest part about that, Rook, um, you know, he was making the phone call in here and Nick's answer to Joe's long winded explanation. A of phone, why this was by wrong. the way, a phone, by the way, that's different from the one we could use to have Patrick as a guest. Correct. Right. Uh, Nick's follow up to that, Rook, was. Sir, I'm just here to fix the copy machine. Yeah. No. no, he was the gatekeeper. He was. Right. Uh, I suppose he was the kid. If you called with a hot tip or something, he could have uh, the news line. steered yeah. you to the right people. Associate but, producer, assignment editor, something like that. But I stopped. I said I didn't pursue it further. I didn't say, well, I'd really like to talk to your web web people. I think you should have. Uh, well, my, my point being, as a, as a consumer of news, this is what everybody in the country is up against. You, you really, really have to, you really have to really doubt What's being presented to you? No, no one except me probably. Well, I was just going to say, going to look are, at that headline and think anything of it. That's an army of one on the pushback, right? But see, you have your eye on the cup. Most people, like as as you have just explained, are going to look at that and say, "Oh, wow, that is historic." Now the the word historic starts to lose its meaning. It's hyster. How old would you be if you were born in nineteen ninety six? Twenty three. Well, it's historic if you're 22 or 23 or 24 because you've never experienced this before. You had a really nice uh, cold snap in 1996. But if these kids, I call them kids, if these young adults, uh, you know, the -the behind-the-scenes kids uh, grinding out these pieces for the website, uh, if they're 23 years old, this was historic to them. Hmm. And there's nothing historic about it. And, And again, if you don't think critically... I'm, I'm talking to my liberal friends now, my euphorian friends, my friends from Liberal Lakes and Diversityville. If you don't stop to, to think, you, you are setting yourself up for a grim future. You are playing into the hands of the true conspiracy, uh, conspiracy people like Ilhan Omar and Cort, uh, uh, Cortez in Washington, the people who do want to bring about, for purposes of dismantling this country, they do want to bring about what they're calling a green revolution, which has nothing to do with the environment. But if you continue to accept this gibberish that every time there's a storm, every time there's a rainstorm, every time there's a flood, every time there's a tornado, every time it gets below zero at night, if you buy into the idea that those are examples, they're not examples of anything. They're examples of the behavior of nature. Is this uh, likened to the handicap- handicapper general? The old Kurt Vonnegut story? Yeah. yeah where, where it's uh, eventually that's what's going to happen or we'll have... Uh, one being or one office that'll just will be so dumbed down we won't know our heads from and our we want to we want to legalize marijuana. Now a lot of people might think, "Wow, Such, you you really you really pouring a lot of energy into a you know a television news site headline." Yeah, I am because it's it's important. It's happening all across the country. Minnesota students returning to school after historic cold. No. 
There was nothing historic about it. It was cold. It was cold. Bitter cold. It, it, uh, give me the headline. Rewrite the headline for me. What should it say? How Minnesota's, should it uh, Minnesota students returning to school as temps lift. After bitter cold. Yeah. But, Minnesota students returning to school after three days of bitter cold. I'll, I, I wouldn't have made any phone calls on okay, that. Let's right. go a bit deeper then. What if this is a directive from above? Like well, the then, book. then you're then you're asking me to to uh, believe that these uh, young employees are the subject of a conspiracy. Well, but just just humor me for a minute, mm-hmm. because and I'm not accusing just WCCO's television station of this. I'm not I'm not specifically no, this outing true. them. This is true all over the country. But but the, the entire game now being played, and we're in it to some degree here with this with this this show. But everything is now based around generating clicks and traffic and appealing to a a different sales demographic what if that's the what if that's now the intention rather than the route you're trying to go down with a more conservative approach to a news headline i I have a couple of ways i would answer that uh that doesn't excuse falsehood that's still the that's still a statement that isn't true Mm -hmm. uh i personally don't believe that someone in a position of authority specifically ordered the headline to say historic cold. I don't either. For but, purposes of getting clicks, but I don't I, see that. But I do think that it's encouraged to, when you're putting things out on social media, you, you've got to make a splash. We've got to, we've got to generate well, more then traffic. We're, then we're in more trouble than we think because that just increases the, uh, the probability of you being fed false information. Good. My work is done. Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> Uh, but I, yes, that it's, will, you know what it is. It's disheartening. It's disheartening. But that is the trend. Chris, Chris is right because you know. Again, what has Twitter always been? I had it first. Mm-hmm. I'm making you look at this first. I'm. I'm. That's why it'll just it'll grow. And I'm. And I'm. I'm. I'm going to make it. I'm. I'm old enough and secure enough and established enough that I've been successfully able to resist. Uh, the people who pay me, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, who, uh, including, well, Reavers doesn't pay me, but he's been bugging me. You've got to go on Twitter, and basically, I just don't. I just have no interest in it. If you want to know what I think, I got a newspaper column and a daily podcast. If that isn't good enough for you, too bad. Hmm. And I, I'm going to win because I'm old enough now to uh, <laughs> to, to get away with <laughs> just not. I, I just don't have to join that folly. I just don't have to. But and you... I perfectly understand why uh, younger generations do it. I, I perfectly understand it. But then you miss out on things like Patrick arguing with Ringlesby about tacos. That's and it, you know. And my thought about that is I haven't missed a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's you're okay with missing that. I'm I'm really that, okay that with that interaction. Now I got a tough guy. What's uh, with uh, soft shell tacos? How do you do this? Not a tough guy. I've got a tough email from oh. a guy, uh, Mike Fensky in Rochester, Minnesota. He's got a good point here. Uh, uh, <laughs> greetings, Mr. Mayor. Okay. Good start. I'm a big fan and supporter of Garage Logic. I have been following you for many years and am loving the podcast format. Need proof? I have even earned the coveted top fan status on the GL Facebook page. Oh, man, he is big. I yeah. don't know what that yep. means. Uh, do you really want me to tell you? No. Okay. A designation I humbly accept and not something to be taken lightly or that I would normally flaunt to other less fortunate GLers. Being the fan that I am, something has struck me. You, Joe, have been power washing for years, what? namely namely 
certain words. For example, I cannot hear the word inappropriate in almost any context of my everyday life without hearing the foghorn in my mind. (laughs) Or how about the word community? Same thing. Cue the internal foghorn. Well, put quite simply, you have power washed these and other words for many GLers such as myself. Not that I take issue, mind you, but isn't that power washing in its truest sense? Good luck and hail the flashlight king. What a conundrum he has handed me. Hmm. But isn't that the intention of outing the word? What? You know, I, it, what, what'd you say, Scan Boy? Let me get it ready. Hold on. I, okay, I, I thought I made sense, but I didn't. But isn't that the whole intent behind using the foghorn as you are trying to power wash power it? Power washing is taking something innocent. Yep. And turning it dark. Ooh, That's okay. power washing. You're right. You're right. All I've done with these words is point out that they once meant something that they no longer mean. Like iconic. I'm, I'm going to suggest that I do not stand guilty, as Mike suggests. Uh, I think he wrote this with his tongue in cheek, by the right, way. Right. I, I, I do not stand guilty of power washing words. I stand guilty of, of pointing out that they these words have been hijacked by power washers. Mm. But I haven't power washed Iconic. Them. Iconic is ridiculous uh, because it doesn't mean anything anymore because everything's iconic. Hubris Fog- was an overused word. Hubris. But, it, well, there's a foghorn. Is the foghorn list on our website? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's up there. Yeah. Now, can we ever get to a point where the, where the, the, the foghorn designation could be lifted? Because I haven't heard hubris foghorned in years. I'm on not the even show. sure. That, was well, that I, ever I don't official? even know that it was foghorn. I think it was just overused. It's overused. Overused. Everything was hubris. Right. Uh, I, iconic. Iconic was, is still was, here. That was pain. I'm, I'm, unaware, be... I'm unaware of any word receiving foghorn designation uh, being excused of that designation. Hmm. Okay. Is that a, is that something you're willing to listen to? If I ever heard it, I would gladly acknowledge it. I I don't know how that would be. I, I, don't, I don't know, know how it could happen. Yeah. I don't know how it could happen. Hmm. These these words have entered the American lexicon now, meaning something completely different from what they originally meant. Appropriate and appropriate is uh, what what you would wear to a wedding. Uh, 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 it doesn't mean that a criminal action was appropriate or inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Inappropriate and appropriate. They were the original two words on the foghorn list, and they were placed there because they have come to mean, in the eyes of a Mysterian, right and wrong. Mysterians don't know right and wrong. So instead of their being right and wrong, they've softened it to appropriate and inappropriate. That's why they was a, those were the first two words on the list. Man, you are taking me back to the studios in Maplewood. When I had those three carts, it was the foghorn... We don't know that, an end of the world, and you could fire them off yourself. Do you remember that? I do. I do. A long time ago. Cold weather, hot water trick, lands two in hospital. Mm-hmm. So Got to be careful. The key is with the cold water <laughs> trick is you need boiling water. Yeah. And even, worry about even though it freezes right away, if it hits your skin, you're toast. All right. We've ignored the big game. The big, the big game. game. Can we say that? The big game? Sunday, Super Bowl L111. Fifty-three. Yep. I've got some tidbits.
The Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show is back February 8th through the 10th at the Minneapolis Convention Center. The latest and greatest gear, apparel, and destination golf resort vacations. Try your luck on the green with a $100,000 pontoon putt presented by Nelson Marine. Two cool offers. With every advanced online ticket, you'll receive 17 free green fee passes and a golf shirt or your Up North VIP ticket. Comes with two vouchers for the $100,000 pontoon putt, a Nike pullover, and 18 holes at the Wilderness at Fortune Bay. The Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Tickets at minnesotagolfshow.com. Take towers and hardware stores to keep the nuts and bolts of life. I got a ray of hope. I have two rays of hope. Then I'll get to the Super Bowl. That isn't necessarily a ray of hope. Can I hear the ray of hope thing, please? Can you hold, please? Here's today's ray of hope. Experts say the population of monarch butterflies wintering in central Mexico is up 144% over last year. All right. Isn't that a good thing? Hey. Butterflies and bees. A Mexican government statement says the butterflies are occupying 14.95 acres in the mountains of Michoacan and Mexico states. That's an increase from 6.12 acres a year ago. Millions of monarchs migrate from the U.S. and Canada each year to pine and fir forests to the west of the Mexican capital. They arrive in such numbers that their population is measured by how much surface area they cover. Wednesday's statement says this year's is the biggest measurement since 0607. Wow. I, 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 I can only imagine that's a good thing. Well, yeah. I, I would that, love that, to go and see the butterflies in those forests in Mexico. I really uh, would. That would. It would be cool. Um, I think my wife's afraid of butterflies, but I, I would like to see. If she doesn't like them when they're all in that tent thing at the state fair. Gives her high anxiety. Really? In the, uh, but and I think butterflies are harmless. Kelsey alerted me to this, and I he didn't say why, but I'm grateful to him for uh, alerting me to this. There's a, 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 a private family owns the oldest grove, owns a grove of the oldest growth redwoods in the country. In California. They own the oldest grove of redwoods. The oldest grove of old growth redwoods. In other words, original redwoods. Wow. And it, it's just uh, it's a fascinating. Uh, you can see it for yourself, GLers, by going to uh, the San Francisco Chronicle website and search for Family's Legendary Grove of Old Growth Redwoods. It's kind it, of a tongue twister. It's a it se- really it's 738 acres. Uh, it's And there's a video in the San Francisco Chronicle story, uh, and it's just... Now, I, I, I must admit, I, I've i never had a relationship with a tree. Yeah, there was but the one you flirted looking, with. These were, looking, these were looking like something I could give a hug to. So I could give a hug trees, to. Good-looking trees. Is this something, I mean, is it profitable for them to own this? I, well, mean, I think, this I think can... it's always been done out of the goodness of their heart. Oh, uh, okay. There's, uh, and now, apparently, this family has uh, decided to... Uh, give these uh, give these acres to the to the to the state, uh, and the only question I was left Why? wondering is, well, I mean, to protect it in perpetuity, oh, oh. and the only yeah, because the state of California knows what they're doing right, right now. Well, that's my concern. Do they have some means? Uh, in, you know, the ray of hope here is, you know, when you get the when you get the coverage of those horrible horrible fires in California, 
you're almost left with the impression that, oh, my God, the entire state's burned down. Toast. Only to discover uh, here on the Sonoma Coast in Northern California is this uh, private uh, ranch, uh, essentially, of undisturbed ancient forest. Mm-hmm. And it's just, fanci- it just heartwarming. It's heartwarming. Well, uh, if they grant it to the state, what is it right now? It's just pristine land. It's just yeah. pristine. They don't. They're not. It's just part of their land. And- Herbert Archer Richardson, an entrepreneur who acquired tens of thousands of acres and as many as seven sailing ships during his lifetime, came to the area in about 1876 and established himself at a nearby Stewart's Point. It was a time when the magnificent coastal redwoods were being chopped down to build the cities of the West Coast, and Richardson quickly established himself in the timber trade. He employed over 100 men, transported timber on his railroad, which snaked along the south fork of the Gulala River and loaded it onto sailing ships bound for San Francisco. He owned a sawmill uh, from 1900 to 1912 and bought the forest owned by a man named McCappen in 1918, the same year the Save the Redwoods League was founded. The land he owned, including nearby Stewart's Point, was eventually handed down to his grandson, Harold Richardson, who valued the old-growth trees more than he valued the money they would fetch. He was a conservationist himself his whole life, said Dan Falk, 38, Harold's great-nephew and the president of the Richardson Ranch, LLC. So uh, they... uh, they saved it. They saved the trees is the point. Watch this. The yeah. cynic in me. Yeah. The state goes, oh, this is incredible. Thank you so much for that donation. Do I hear 200 right. million? Yeah. Do are, I hear 250? California here. No, not from oh, these. Yeah. No, these, these, this is where you really need tree lovers. This is beautiful stuff. Oh, I'm sure it is. So again, GLers, you go to the San Francisco Chronicle and find it for yourself and look at but the video. The Make state a nice chair is... box out of that. <laughs> yes, you could. Yes, you Hell could. Hell yeah. I don't want to do Ilhan today. I'm tired of her. Uh, we'll take the weekend off. Yeah, she's take now the super uh, off. she's uh, calling for ninety uh, percent tax increases on oh. on the wealthy. Yeah. Uh, Why not? I can't. Uh, Why not a hundred? You know what? I'll save it for the Ilhan Omer file. There you go. Uh, super Bowl. Yep. Set stage for controversy plagued halftime show. I really want your uh, opinion on this. So, well, I guess my opinion is that the Super Bowl halftime show has gone from the pinnacle of entertainment in this country Mm -hmm. on a one-night basis, Mm -hmm. right? The Stones, Prince, Michael Jackson. uh, It's gone from the pinnacle. Tributes to Motown. It's gone from the pinnacle of one-night entertainment in this country to this year where they couldn't find anybody to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. And they've settled on a group called Maroon Five, isn't that Adam Levine? Yep. Yes. Okay, I don't know anything about that group. This is why. This is I. I. I know that you're not a huge Maroon Five fan. I'm not a fan at all. I don't know anything about. But them. I would like to hear what you have to say about the band doing this task. I don't care that they're doing it or not. Well, the, I mean, because there's ba- there's pressure on them to not do it because they're they're uh, seem insensitive to uh, Colin Kaepernick's. Cause. Well, this I'm afraid this gets back to Trump. Trump oh. is seen as a friend of the NFL. And these liberal hypocrite celebrities can't be viewed by their fellow gang members, their their mob members, mm-hmm. as as kowtowing uh, to what the celebrities have come to believe is the only league that Trump really identifies with. And then you throw in the kneeling part. And you had artist after artist 
turning this thing down, mm-hmm. right? Uh, now you also have this, but apparently they're going to do it. Artists uh, were but they've had, to, they've had to face, you know, Al Sharpton complaining about anybody who would dare to do the halftime show, that kind of BS. Well, they wanted to be asked so they could turn it down. Everybody wanted to be asked so they could say, I said no. Yeah. yeah but listen to this now. Okay, Maroon 5, they had to cancel their Super Bowl halftime news conference. This was the other day. Uh, they choose. They chose not to meet with reporters. Uh, the NFL announced that the uh, band will let their show do the talking. Uh, okay, good. I'm, I'm not interested in that. Let the show do the talking. What, how, what, about, how about this? What is the talking? Uh, Roger Waters uh, of... of, of uh, the who? No, 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 help Pink me. Floyd. Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Uh, who's a, a terrible anti-Semite, by the way. Mm. He's a fraud. Uh, he is pleading with Maroon 5 to kneel with Colin Kaepernick during the halftime show. Oh, isn't Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. He's an Englishman, but he needs to weigh in here because he thinks he's the smartest man on earth. He's a dreadful cur. Uh, but he's taken to Facebook uh, to say to... Uh, to uh, Maroon Five, you better take a knee. Please take 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 your knees mm-hmm. during halftime. So it's it's shaping up to be. Well, here, here's maybe the NFL's dumb like a fox. You used to anticipate the halftime because it was the pinnacle of one night entertainment in America. Yes. Now maybe we're all going to anticipate the halftime this year to see how it has devolved so politically. Now, will they take a knee or won't they? Well, I, I'm, I'll be shocked if there isn't a prop bet placed on this. Oh, sure there is. Sure there is. You know? Yeah. Hey, is Bill Belichick going to wear the red shirt or the blue shirt? Yeah. You know, things I like that. I got a quarter that says there's a dog barking in the next commercial. Right. You know, you know we got all that stuff. Anyway, yeah. now Roger uh, Waters has uh, weighed in, and uh, he wants the ban. What are, why is Maroon 5, uh, what are they noted for? They're a, uh, they're a KS95, you know, pop uh in terms of popularity right now, they are fairly played on a regular basis. Well, are they are they are they going to be familiar uh, to the typical Super Bowl fan? Yes, maybe not the. You know, the Rolling Stones would be, but known to the typical Super a Bowl football fan. fan is different than the Super Bowl fan. The Super Bowl fan ranges from those of us that watch football every Sunday. To the people like my wife, who never watches football, but she will sit down and watch the game that game with me. Yeah. Same thing in Rook's house. I mean, right. you've got a lot of non-football fans in your house, but they'll watch the Super Bowl. All right, we've got a limo shortage in Georgia. Limousine companies are 300 to 400 vehicles short of what's needed to transport NFL owners, corporate clients, and VIPs this weekend. An executive with Atlanta Super Bowl host committee has been told by transportation firms... In a letter, this is, you got to get out the world's smallest violin. For this, this same one. thing <laughs> happened here last year. In a letter to Georgia's public safety commissioner, Amy Patterson said she fears this will become a viral news story and a black eye for the state. Oh, God. Patterson is the host uh, committee's vice president of operations and logistics. At issue is a law barring out-of-state limos that aren't insured and registered in Georgia. Uh, limousine firms say they should get an exemption for special events such as the Super Bowl, but that it has not been granted. So, in other words, they're going to be short of uh, stretch limousines because ah. they can't bring any in. Yeah, you're from right. Other get out states. the violin. Yeah. All right. Here's a ten-year-old win science fair by claiming Tom Brady is a cheater. <laughs> I saw that. 
what is he referencing? Deflate Gate? Yep. Yes. Ace Ace Davis, kind of a cool name, huh? Ace Davis is ten. He's an elementary school student from Lexington, Kentucky. He had the idea of shaping a science fair project around Tom Brady as a cheater, and he won the science fair. Davis looked back at the deflate gate scandal and tested the competitive advantage gained by deflating the uh, pressure levels of footballs. The 10-year-old concluded the Patriots were found guilty of doctoring footballs, thus losing a million bucks in future draft picks. Tom Brady is indeed a cheater. Uh, he, This kid didn't do a damn thing. He just copied right, stuff out of the newspaper. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's that's it. That's the Super Bowl. Uh, Did you know what the prices are this year? For what? Uh, with the base price slightly higher than $5 million for a 30-second ad. Wow. The cost of Super Bowl commercials remains even with the previous three events. So they have not gone up. And as of early January, most of the ad inventory had already been sold out with a small number available for second half. I have no reason what, and Gladys Knight, God bless her, she uh, quite proudly is going to be singing the uh, anthem. Uh I have no reason on earth to think unkindly of Tom Brady, but I'm easily swayed into that camp that's rooting against him. I don't. I can't explain it. <clears throat> well, really? Um, yeah. I know why. Because you liked. He's had success. Well, uh, but and, that's what all humans should have. But unless you're from Boston or from the New England fan. You're tired of seeing it's like when Dallas would win everything. You're like, okay, no, it's done. I know what it is. The Yankees, it's done because you, you, you don't. It, it has yeah, what nothing an to do. Extraordinary career this it, man has. It had. has nothing to do with his performance in the field. For you, you're getting tired of hearing about the nutritional aspect I guess of his I'm routine. Tired of hearing about his diet. Yeah, you, a couple that, shots of Giselle eating fresh kale in the during the game. Yeah, well, the one I, thing I am curious to the guy's see. guy's 41. Yeah, it, it is he's truly amazing. He's got the body of a 28-year-old. What he's been doing. We all should be eating that stuff he's eating. It reminds me of me. Yeah. Or hang out with Giselle. Either one. Right. <laughs> the one thing I'm curious to see is the, the, the roof of this stadium. It, so I was down there a year ago. I went to a game. And it opens like a garbage disposal would would turn. How that the, the, the centerpiece of their roof it opens. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, is it silic? Well, I would say that I would say to make it more understandable, possibly it opens like the aperture of a camera. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. how I there would put go. the aperture. Yes, yeah. of course. Yes. Like photography. <laughs> um, I was told in my home by by females that live there that Tom Brady is not a gorgeous specimen. I don't really. I wasn't pursuing that angle. But he's got the studly feature, you know, put the uniform on and QB and that kind of stuff. Well, he's but no. He's not. Uh, he's not a hunk. But he's not. He's not chiseled. He's right. not a chiseled guy. Right. You I know. mean, I don't know what. To, but usually the quarterback's always the cute one. Well, my my point being, uh, he's married to Giselle. I have no. Uh, I, I really have no uh, rooting interest in this game. Well, rate him a one out of ten. What do you got? What how? Uh, what do you think? Hot or not? Hotter than Big Boy. Of outcast or not? Is he is he performing, Big Boy? Uh, yes. Maroon 5 How will... How is Boy spelled? They will headline the Super Bowl halftime show, but they'll be joined by Big Boy... B-O-I. Well, then you got a foghorn. Yeah, that's Big Boy of outcast and Travis Scott. What was the last halftime performance you actually enjoyed? Because you ripped the hell out of the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, they were horrible. When was that? Three, four uh, years ago? Well, the ago? Prince one, to me, was the best one. It really was cool. Prince, it's raining. Can you make it Can rain you, harder? Yep, that was that was pretty cool. How he did not fall down 
wearing ridiculous heels Stiletto in heels. that rainstorm <laughs> is beyond me, which apparently is what led to the pain he was trying to mitigate all the time, wearing those stupid shoes and jumping off pianos. Right. You know. The U2 performance at the Superdome, which was the Patriots-Rams game from 02. Yeah, I don't even remember that. That one, one was pretty cool. Yeah. Because that was after the 9-11 attacks, and they kind of they had the symbolism of the towers in the background. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I'll just stick with Prince. I thought I think yeah, I, Prince's was pretty. I good. mean, undeniably one of the great showmen of all time. Mm-hmm. But I just, for my money, didn't play enough rock and roll. You, you know he what? Played I love too much funk crap. I forget who told us the story. Oh, it's Kevin Seifert. He was there covering it, and he was on as a guest on Royce's show. And a charming aspect of that performance is Sid. Oh, down in the bowels of the stadium. Yeah, uh, uh, Prince uh, uh, walked by uh, Sid, and Sid said, "Hey, Prince!" And Prince turned around and said, "Hello, Mr. Hartman." That I thought that's I cool. That. Well, yeah, I get well, the kid grew up story. in Minneapolis. Right. He's been seeing Sid's picture in the paper since 1950. But it wasn't. He, but he didn't call him Sid. He called him Mr. Mr. Hartman. Hartman. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was very cool. Right. Right. Hello. Well, well somewhere deep inside Prince was probably a normal guy trying to get out. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I think. What so year too. was Prince? Oh, oh, it was the 06 season, 07 Super Bowl that was, yeah, Chicago and Indianapolis. At Dolphin Stadium. It should be right there. Right there. Prince. February Feb 4th. 4, 2007. Boom. Cool. Uh, this one last year was pathetic. Uh, the, Justin Timberlake and the University oh, of Minnesota. Timberlake. It was okay. When was the one where Coldplay came out? Oh, God. That was the year before Carolina and Denver. So it's been a while. Since, Since this has been the peak yeah. of American entertainment on a one-night well, basis. Rooks, Paul McCartney, Prince. Down. Who was that? Who was the year after Prince? 2008. Paul's Petty. Tom Petty. That was good. Uh, Springsteen. It, that had to be considered a great one, right? That was 09 in Tampa. And I don't remember that. 10 was The Who. Oh, boy. Uh, what about 11? Black Eyed Peas, Usher, and Slash. Wor- one of the worst ones I've ever seen in my yeah, life. That, that was, was pretty bad. bad. Uh, 12. Madonna, Nicki Minaj, CeeLo Green. That was a wow. They had a whole bunch of people on 2012. But at this point, once you've done it, it's not like you're going to do it again. So there's really nobody that they could trot out there that anyone would find. I mean, I can't think of anyone. Bruno Mars was pretty good, and I remember it because that was outside at East Rutherford. That's so right. it was in the deadly cold winter night, yes. and he worked his hind end off. Uh, Beyond that, uh, Katy Perry was the large sharks. Oh, that's right. Remember, that was really bad. That was really bad. Coldplay was uh, 2016. Now that was dreadful. But that again, look dreadful. at the the big list: Beyonce, yeah. Bruno Mars. Bruno will come back. Bruno was available. Well, that was the rumor. Was well, here, he- well, here's the other weird thing that's happened to that. It, it, you have to do it for free. Mm-hmm. The the NFL is is so powerful that they believe that the exposure you will gain is worth more than us having to pay well, you anything. Typically what has happened is the act that does that, yes, they do it for free, but then that usually kicks off a national tour that starts the following week and whatnot, or or a CD release or whatever. Yeah. So the, the, the artist does tend to benefit financially long-term because Maroon of it. Five? No thanks. I'm, uh, I'm good. Kidding the, me? the Stones, when they performed... What year was it? Uh, that was, I don't have that. It was 50, what is it? What is that? Super Bowl 40? Uh, I don't know, I'll look, but when they XL were on the stage. XL is 40. XL That's 10 40. of 50 minus 10, isn't it? They had the largest so save. That's 13 years ago. 
largest stage ever assembled for a Super Bowl halftime show. 28 separate pieces assembled in five minutes by a 600-member volunteer stage crew. We're done for the week, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Who do you fun. like? Who do you like, the Pats? I, I just I really don't have much of an interest in the game whatsoever. Yeah. I, what I, are you I, uh, preparing? I'm, Forget the game. What are you preparing? Uh, well, what are you I'm, making? I'm what will you have? I'm but that whatever it is, I'll be deeply involved. Uh, <laughs> you in, will not. And <laughs> help <laughs> me to uh, prepare it. I'd like and, to thank Widmer's on St. Clair Avenue in St. Paul. Are you paying for the food? Yes, I'm paying full price then for, why my, are you thanking for my custom mix because uh, there were other grocery stains that would not make this custom mix. What, what do you mean they a custom did it. mix? They did it, and this is what? part of the service they provide. What? They're not just putting up a, a stupid 80-20 hamburger out there. This what? is a real competition in my home. What time you want me over? You should come over. What time? You're going to love this. I'm trying to uh, equate the parlor burger. Oof. No, the parlor burger. Wait, what is are you talking delicious. about? A mix? What the hell are you talking about? Uh, six ounces of short ribs, a pound and a half of chuck, and then a pound of um, uh, uh, brisket. And I'm gonna. It's all they, they grind it all together for you. So I go get it all ground up, and then I make patties out of it, and I win the contest. I'll let you guys know how it well, turns out. It's gonna be phenomenal, and I'm. I'm they're all gonna be. Medium rare. <laughs> We're not overcooking these well done, so don't even think of stopping by unless you want to drink. All right, uh, Garage Logic Doc, Super Bowl prediction who wins? Joe. Right now, my priority is kickball. I, I don't care. I, huh. I really don't. You're a Patriots. I, I'm not picking against Tom Brady. And I, I guess I won't either. Rams. I guess Ross, I won't either. GarageLogic.com. Find out all our back. What happened to the crickets? They're not on here. What, where are they? Is they that what I've given you the crickets for your food talk? Oh, you're gonna. I'm, I might even bring you a leftover uh, burger <laughs> with a championship blue. I don't want any uh, day old burger. I'm not doing that. GarageLogic.com. Don't forget to rate us on Apple iTunes as well. Have a super weekend. Oh, I get it. Super. Yeah. Okay, bro. Where's the cricket thing? Yep, sure.